Crossing the Line 2022, 14-day prayer and fasting time as we cross the line through the Jordan River to the Promised Land. Date, 4th to 17th July, 2022. Host, God's servant, Nana Seyopokusako, dear. Psalm 11 and verse number 3. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yesterday I told you that there are some questions in the Bible with answers. There are also some without answers. Amen. The Bible says, in the end time, very lost time shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own self. Hallelujah. You can't love yourself and love God at the same time. You have to lose one. Jesus said, anyone who wants to follow me, must leave father, mother, brother, sisters. He said, if you can't do that, you cannot be my disciple. Are you following? We are dealing with 40 foundations. We are dealing with sick foundations. We are dealing with wrong foundation. And don't forget what I told you yesterday. 100 years ago, 200 years ago, there were no revivals in this country. Nobody was attending church. There was no prophet prophesying to anybody. 200 years ago, you were still in God's plan to come to this earth. But a great-grandfather somewhere was around. Them that he predestined, he called. That means that every one of us here, God planned our life before we were born. Amen. He desires that our life will go according to the way he planned it. But sometimes, it can be interrupted and interfered by demonic spirits. And that is why we can go back to God and whatever is crooked, God can make it straight. Different things in the Bible. Hallelujah. When you read the book of 1 Samuel, the whole of chapter 4, it talks about one old prophet called Eli. He prophesied to Israel. He was a, he was a judge and like a priest for 40 years. He has two sons and um, one is Hophini and one is Phinehas. The Bible said they didn't follow their father's footsteps. In fact, the reason why Samuel was raised was because Eli, who was the prophet, whose son should take his place, rejected God. They were still in the temple, but they were doing all kinds of things. In fact, the Bible called it abomination. In those days, people come to the temple to come and sacrifice. And the Bible spelled clear that when the woman even come to sacrifice, they have an affair with them. At the altar. Go back and take your time and read it. That is a very serious one. They have affair with them at the altar. Now, when you go to First Samuel, uh, he put the scripture there, chapter number four, um, from verse number one. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now, go to verse two. Go to verse two and see something. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel and when they joined battle Israel was smitten before the Philistines and they slew and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men now hear this anytime you see Israel go to war and they are losing God has departed from them they don't win battle because they have a good army they win battle because they are connected with God in this case eh, the Bible says 4,000 soldiers were slain one day and they could see that God has left them. Listen. May you not come to God and depart to the world. It's of no use. It doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't. The Bible said, 
because of that, God departed. And some of these things as a result of the sins of Eli and his children. Go to verse 2. Go to verse 3 and look at something. And when the people were come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore has the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? So you see, they are so used to victory that when they go to war and they are losing, they blame it on God. They will not blame their backsliding and apostasy, but they blame their failure on God. So they say, Wherefore has the Lord smitten us? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh into us that when it come among us it may save us out of the hands of the, our enemies so now the ark is the symbol of the presence of god so they decided that since we went to the battle and we are losing let's carry the ark to the battle but when the presence of god is with you don't need to carry the ark once god is with you whether the ark is there or not you will win this time they said, okay, let's carry the presence of the Lord. So they came back and they tried to carry the ark. Verse number 4 says that. So the people sent to Shiloh <laughs> that they might bring forth from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims and the two sons of Eli. Listen to this one. Hophini and Phinehas were there with the ark of the covenant. These were the people who sleep with women who come to the temple so even around the presence of god the people around it were wrong the symbol of the presence of god there were sons of belial let me put it in a better biblical term phineas and hophini some of the things they did in the history of israel it has never been done so people women come to the temple they come to sacrifice to the lord and those they remember that there were different kinds of sacrifice. Some of them were for atonement. It means that because Christ has not died, they sin. And when they sin, they kill an innocent animal. They confess their sins on the animal. And then there's something we call scapegoat. I don't want to go to, to that place. But once they come to sacrifice and make atonement, they will catch them and sleep with them. The Bible says right at the altar. Right at the altar. Wow. And the Bible says when they took the ark, Hophini and Phinehas were there. These two guys were with the ark. So you can imagine God's anger was boiling. May you not have wrong people around your life. Now go to the next verse. I'll show you something. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. There was an earthquake. They shouted because of the presence. There is something about the message of God. They shouted and the earth began to ring. There was a vibration. There was an earthquake. All kinds of things were happening. Because the presence of God has come. Wow. But you see, once you depart from God there, even when you have his presence, you will not know how to engage it. <laughs> you really hear what I just said? You can have the presence and you know how to engage. It took me many years to understand. You remember when Jesus Christ was being baptized? The Bible said the heavens was open. And the Holy Ghost descended upon him like a dove. Huh? After the Holy Ghost, he said, what else? But the Bible says, right after that, he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So the Holy Ghost came upon him, but he went there to fast and learn how to engage the Holy Ghost. One day we'll teach you that one. Hallelujah. So you could see that they brought the presence. 
They shouted. The person brought terrible. When you go to the next one, you see what happened to the Philistines. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, uh, and probably the FK, they said, what meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. So while they investigated, they said, wow, the people you slew 4,000, they've gone to bring the presence of the Lord and the ark has come. As a result of the ark with the shout, the earth is, the earth is shaking. Listen to what happened. And the Philistines were afraid. Immediately, fear fell on them. And they said, God has come into the camp. And they went back to history because they know when God comes, they know what can happen. God has come to the camp and they said, woe unto us for there have not been such a thing here, here to for It means that the earthquake and the shouting, they have never experienced it in the history. The presence of God has come. Whole Finney and Finney House was there. God still manifested his power. But look at the next verse. Woe unto us who shall deliver us from the hands of these mighty gods. You see, they, they have a lot of gods. The Philistines don't serve God. Their gods are plenty. So they thought that God too is plenty. So you see, they are the plural, the gods. These were the gods that cemented the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. So immediately they remember that, wow, these are the gods that dealt with the Egyptians that they have come. So the symbol of the presence of God has come to the camp. But the Philistines encourage themselves. They say, be strong and quit yourself like men, O ye Philistines, that you be not servants to the Hebrews as they have been to you. So the reason for the war is that in those days when people go and fight and they win, you carry all the people they serve you. So Israel was already serving them. They were trying to come out of slavery, but this time apostasy and sinful things were happening. Eli seven. Now let me come to the place. Now in the midst of that, Eli is supposed to be the priest who take care of Shiloh, where the ark is. I don't even know why he permitted the ark to move to the camp. Now his children has joined. Now when you go to verse number 20, because I don't want to read much, I have to go straight to my message. Let's go to verse number 15. Now Eli was 98 years old. And his eyes were dim. And he could not see. So this man has judged Israel. He is now 98 years old. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army and fled today out of the army. And he said, what is there done, my son? Go to the New Living Translation. He said to Eli, I have just come from the battlefield. I was there this very day. What happened? My son, Eli demanded, Mm -hmm. Israel has been defeated by the Philistines. The messenger replied, the people have been slaughtered and your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were also killed. In fact, they were, the people God is looking for them to be killed. The ark of God has been captured. If you go down to read it, this is where the Philistines took it to the house of their God. By the time they wake up, all the gods were broken. But I don't want to go into that. I want to show you something. The Bible said the ark of God was captured. Wow. Next verse. Huh. Huh. And when the messengers mentioned what has happened to the ark of God, Eli fell back from his seat beside the gate and he broke his neck and died. His two sons has died. He himself too has died. For he was, an, he was, he was old and overweight.
The old prophet has stopped fasting. Thank God you are fasting. The, when Bible say you are overweight, then you are overweight. This particular statement was not very common in the Bible. Highly do you hear that the Bible says somebody was overweight. Now watch this. And he has been Israel's job for 40 years. Watch this. Eli's daughter-in-law. Huh? Hmm. Come back to King James because I need a word. Hmm. While this is what's happening, and his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, already his husband is dead, was with a child. He was pregnant. Near to be delivered. And when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. Mm. For you to understand, let's go to the New Living Translation, the same one, so that you understand it very well. Eli's daughter-in-law, the wife of Phineas, was pregnant near her time of delivery and she had the ark of God has been captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead. She went into labor and gave birth. Go to the next one. Look at what happened. She died in childbirth. So within a short time, about four people have died. Eli has died. His two sons have died. And, and, and God's judgment, I don't want to go back and show you where God said, I will wipe off and I will judge this house. Amen. Eli's death was not really anything because 98 years old man, he has served the Lord. But his children were young. The Bible said, huh? And <laughs> so she, she died in childbirth, but before she passed away, the midwife tried to encourage her. Don't be afraid. They said, you have, you have a baby boy. Huh? But she did not answer or pay attention to them. Wow. What happened there? What happened there? She named the child Ichabod. Which means that where is the glory? But let's go to the original translation, King James. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory has departed from Israel. This is the point I want to make. Innocent baby was born. There was things surrounding around his life. Has no idea. The mother has named him Ichabod. The glory has departed. So right from your birth, you have missed God's glory. That means that you can never do anything to help Ichabod unless you go to his foundation. This boy will grow. Everything will not work. Marriage will be destroyed. Business will not work. Everything will not work. And if nobody is there to explain the name, his name means that the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. Because of her father-in-law of her husband, the Bible said the glory has departed. So, to deal with this guy, you must go to his foundation. This guy is similar to another guy in the Bible called Jabez. And he's similar to another guy in the Bible later, his father changed his name to Benjamin. But the mother called him Benona because all of them, the circumstances are interestingly, all these three guys were named by their mother. And mothers don't name children. Yeah. Now hear this. 
Mothers don't name children. I'm not talking about the situation where you deliver and then you have a very good marriage and then both of you are cohesive, you are understanding. And sometimes the woman can say, oh, I want the child to be called maybe Esther or something. But the real name, it will be given by the father. You remember the case of John the Baptist when there was a confusion about people were calling genius Zachariah and then the father was dumb and then they said that well finally whatever the father says is final. So they gave him a pen and he couldn't talk and he wrote John because the mother said John and they didn't believe because they said no why? We have never had anybody in our, our family called John. Where did you get this name from? They said let's go to the father and surprise the father wrote John and he settled the matter. Ichabod was named by his father. Jabez, Ichabod was named by his mother. Jabez was named by his mother. Benona was named by his mother. Who name you? So there are people now. One day we'll talk about that. Sometimes you you have to even do some spiritual work on the name you carry. Because there were people in the Bible, their names affected their destiny. It's all over the Bible. God changed Abraham's name to from Abraham to Abraham. God changed the name of Jacob huh, from Jacob to Israel. Jesus changed Simon's name to Peter. There were people they encountered God and God changed their name because the problem of their life was connected to their name. Yeah. I remember when we were doing the Jubilee Tabernacle, the guys who were doing the trial, there was a small boy who worked. They called him Owo. Yes. I, I, what is the name of that, that guy? Um, Paka will remember him. Yeah. And I was troubled. I asked him that. Why do they call you Owu, Owu, Owu? They say it's infanti, Owu, Owu, they call him. I think his grandfather be that. They name him after died. And they say, well, well, we'll say, no. they explained it. But the guy is called Death. That's what people call Bebrese. In fact, I met a woman in Kumasi many years. She's called Joe here. Monday born poverty. Every Monday the covenant is renewed. It's not funny. No, it's not. Sometimes the circumstances around your name, you have to go and find out. Have you heard anybody name is Chan Judah Iscariot? And why don't you try it? It's common to have Esther's. It's common to have David's. It's common to have different names. One day I asked my father, what is the name of the, what is, what is the meaning of the name Sarkodie? Sarkodie. So, he is some Asante, great man who cut off somebody's head. Now, the symbol within it is that he was a great person. Mm -hmm. He was a very courageous, great man. So, I manage it. I said, well, it's not too bad. The one I don't like is I'll go Chaobiti, and that is how he was a courageous man who penetrated and cut off somebody's head. So I said, Lord, the cut off the head, work on it for me. You are laughing. Do you know the meaning of your name? Sometimes you know who you name after can even affect you. Yeah. I have dealt with women who were named after people. Their father named them after their sister who never have a child. And they too is struggling to have a child. 
Once the devil see an opportunity, you take advantage of it. Even if you don't change the name, disconnect spiritually. Oh man, they are not listening to me. Ichabod, what has that innocent young child has to do with the glory has departed? So right from birth, this guy is going to suffer. How does wrong foundation comes? It can happen by just one mistake. Somebody make one mistake and the devil take advantage of it. One mistake. It can be a name. It can be a wicked great-grandfather. I have a man. He's a friend. He's a guy. And one day I was there, he came to me and said, Prof, you need to pray with me. And I said, well, I say, I've studied that. I've noticed that any time I'm trying to get a breakthrough, the thing will slip. So I told him that you should just engage in some fasting and then stuff like that and pray. So he, he declared a fast for himself. On the seventh day, he had a dream. And in the dream, thankfully, his grandmother was there. His grandmother was very old. He got himself, it's almost, he's 60 plus. When he went to ask his grandmother about his great-grandfather, they named him after. They say, who was my great-grandfather? So he was selling slaves. It means that when the white people came, he went and bought slaves and then sell them. Africa, we have ignored a lot of things. We have ignored a lot of things. And the sad thing is that I have a friend, white guy in Britain. His name is Paul Norton. Some of you know him. One day I was in his house and Paul was showing me the picture up to his great-grandfather. And Paul was saying that his he had said it before, his grandfather was a terrorist. You have say. And he said his vision was to become a terrorist. He was an Irish guy. It's not the terrorists you know about the people who put bombo. They also like robbing banks. Those people, they do hurting things. And God called him. Today, may the Lord deliver somebody here. Amen. I say, may the Almighty God rescue somebody here. Amen. A man can receive nothing except it be given to him from above. Let me take one character in the Bible. Let's handle that one. And we use that one to pray. Hallelujah. In 2 Chronicles chapter number 28 from verse 1 to 2. There was a king called Ahaz. Now listen to me. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did, he did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord. <laughs> like David his father. Are you following me? Verse number two. For he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and made also molten images for Baal. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, that particular man that I mentioned his name, everybody say Ahaz. We are living in a generation where many people are following the path of their fathers. Many. Many people. In fact, there are people marrying. There is no difference from the way they are treating their wife now. That's the same way their father treated their mother. Give this thing attention because I'm going to show you something. Amen. 
Give it attention because something must leave you today. Today, by the time you pray. Amen. There was a king in the Bible called Hezekiah. Everybody say Hezekiah. Because I'm going to show you that a sick foundation does not mean the end of life. We are preaching so that the sick foundation can be repaired. You can repair your foundation if you so desire. When the thing is repaired, you look back and realize that you are different from everybody in the family. And you, are, you realize that the thing that affects other people in the family does not affect you. It's not easy to come to Porter City. So when you come, you must be fed. The name Hezekiah from the Hebrew Bible means the strength of Jehovah. And he tapped into that thing in the fullest way. Hezekiah means the strength of Jehovah. You too can tap into something this night. You are not hearing this message by accident. King Hezekiah, uh, who turned out to be one of the best kings of Israel, as far as I'm concerned. The only mistake he made is that God told him that he should put his ass in order, he's going to die. And he, he bargained. That bargaining 15 years, it is where he corrupted his life. No, no, it's very simple. God told him, put your house in order. He, 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 he bargained for 15 years. And the 15 years, he messed his record. But apart from that, let's talk about before the 15 years. It means that the 15 years was a permissible way. At that time, God wanted him to come to heaven. He decided he wanted to stay more. I'm sure it's because of some girl. Hmm? Hezekiah has a sick foundation because his father was highly demonic. Second Chronicles chapter 28. Let's read from verse number 1 and 2. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign. Let me check something in my Bible. When he began to reign. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem, but he didn't. He did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord, like David his father. Everybody say, David his father. Now, the same Second Chronicles chapter 30. Let's read verse number 1. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel. So, he sent to all Israel huh, and wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. He took over the throne from his father who was a wicked man. I just mentioned his father's name. And the father has a sick foundation, but this guy repaired. So he knocked down all the altars of the shrines the father has. And the Bible said, let's go to verse number two. For the king has taken counsel and his princess and all the congregation in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. Verse three. For they could not keep it at that time because the priest has not sanctified themselves sufficiently. Neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. Verse 4. And the team pleased the king and all the congregation. Look at verse 5. Very, very, very carefully. So, they established a decree to make a proclamation throughout all Israel. From Bathsheba, even to Dan, that they should come to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel at Jerusalem. For they have not done it for a long time. 
for they have not done it for long time in such sort as it was written so somebody came because of idol worship he moved the people out of serving the law and no more things that God said this. You see, if you look at the Passover, it was established in the book of Exodus. And the Lord said it should be a perpetual ordinance. But once you have a king that started serving idols, you stop. They stop serving the Lord. All the problem of Africa, the curse of this continent is two. Polygamy and idol worship. Don't look at me, write it down. The continent that we live here, all our problem is this. That's all. Polygamy, idol worship. Wow. I like Ezekiel's attitude. He has a desire to break away from a sick foundation. And he took concrete steps to ensure that it was done. That is what I've read to you. Second Kings chapter. 18 and verse number 4. Ezekiel knew what she wanted and he went for it. Second Kings chapter 18 and verse number 4. He removed the high places and break the images and cut down the grooves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses has made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense into it. Do you remember that thing at the wilderness when they sinned and Moses raised and said, later they turned it to a God. Huh? And he called it what? Hanu Shatan. Wow! Hezekiah knocked everything down. Are you here or you've gone home? Hallelujah. Huh? <laughs> he knew that his father has laid a terrible foundation. So he opted for another one. Now listen to me. After today, you will not inherit a bad foundation. I say you will not, you don't need to inherit a bad foundation. You can say no today. I say you can say no today. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. It is written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. That the blessings of the Lord will come. Wow. You can brought out the handwriting from your life and make sure that you are safe from all these troubles. Today, may you never live here with any faulty foundation following your life. I say, may you not live here with any faulty foundation following your life. You can come out of it. Hezekiah knocked the foundation out and decided, I'm not going to follow your father. I'm not going to waste your time too much. I'm going to take you to a place. But all I want to tell you is simple. That... Whatever foundation they've laid, you can decide not to follow it. What do you mean by that? It means that if they are womanizing in your family, stay out of it. If they are menizing in your family, stay out of it. Yeah, there are people in the church, they are telling you that me, I don't believe in polygamy, but you have two girlfriends. Yeah. It's polygamy in Reheza. That's what it is. You can come out of six fathers. If your father, if your mother has six children with four fathers, you must be determined with fasting and prayer that you marry one man. You can repair every sick foundation. 
if there are drunkenness in your family, stay out of alcohol. Because some of you sit there, you know that our family in Kofor wins. I come from family, huh? Guineas and things are water. Those are my uncles. I mean, those things like drinking Guinness and Tenue and so the red one is the gin and the castle bridge and the and the campari mixed with all kinds of things. Are you getting it? I was seeing it, so I know them. I know campari. I know gin. I know it. Yeah. So if you come from a family that they drink, stay away from it. Don't start with wine. You end up with appeal because it's in your blood. Repair the sick foundation and stay out of it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Yes. If you come from a family that marriages don't work, cautiously be careful how you enter marriage. And when you enter marriage, humble yourself to make it work. Your mother and your father never married. My goodness. Know what you are dealing with. The foundation is not correct. Your father has 16 children. You don't even know your position. So if you want to call first boy, you come. Second boy, you come. Last boy, you come. You don't know your position. Your mother, you are first born. Your father, you are 16 born. Your mother and your father, you are 10. So you don't know where you are. We call every position you come. It's a fact. First born here, second born here, and third born here. Some of you, we can't even find your born. Knock that foundation out. We are not joking. Don't play with it. You see, your misbehavior in a matrimonial home is an altar pulling you back. She wants you to repeat your mother's problem. You are fighting your mother's battle. Some of them don't know, but they think that it's just natural. The way it's a sign that you you want to the devil wants you to repeat what happened to your mother. It's there. It has no respect for your title. Don't just say that because you are a reverend, you are free. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No. There are people still sitting in the church. They are joking with all kinds of things. People are there. You can see, you can see clearly that they are fighting their background battles. He can propose to three girls. He will tell Nkudim, I'll marry you. He will marry you. He will tell this one, I'll marry you. And all of them, he has a way of managing them. You are just rehearsing your polygamy. That's what it is. There are ladies in a church when they marry, they will do everything to destroy the marriage. You can see it. You can see it. Arrogance and pride. They don't read the Bible. They don't understand submission. They don't understand humility. They deny their husband sex. And you could see that the, the, the spirit and the forces are behind them. They're just trying to pull them back. Some of them are sitting in a very noble, glorious marriage. They will go and commit adultery. Now, women like that. I've, I've met women who destroyed their marriage. A man told me something. His wife was going somewhere, I think some country somewhere, and was going to sleep with another man. Yes. And the, the husband set her some spies and they took pictures and stuff. Destroy his marriage. Destroy his marriage. One day we were reading, we were preaching here. Somebody sent us a message that. His husband has gone to church. Some of you read it. And he slept with the house help. Yeah. I mean, how can you come even so low? Yeah. And you see, the reason I know it's a spirit. The moment the husband came, he went to kneel down and told the husband what he has done. Yeah. And apologized. 
Eventually, as if the man has forgiven, but the marriage was broken. Your husband went out. The boy that is within the house. Oh, my. Some of you, anything goes. If, if the boy is not there, there's a monkey that you jump on the monkey. Everything there. There are women, there are women walking around. They can't say no. They can't say no to a man. Some of you don't have selection. You don't have standards. You can't say no. No, because you are desperate to marry everything. No. Do you know there are young girls in church? Eh? They are following people's husbands. The guy you are sleeping with is somebody's husband. There are people like that. If you marry them, you go through all kinds of attack. You have to be prayerful to sustain it. Today, knock something out. Whatever wrong foundation, don't cover it all. I am telling you spiritual things. These are spiritual things. Spiritual things. You don't know why you are doing. Now, do you know why you are doing? If you like, go and check your family. Most of the women are second wives. So the way you are following people's husbands, eh, you are not married yet, but you are rehearsing it. You have not given the altar attention. There are things that happen to you, you think it's normal, but there are forces manipulating you. Paul asked the church in Galatia, who has bewitched you? There are bewitchment. There are men, they will never marry women normal. People can have three children with a woman, but they have not done engagement, they have not done anything, and they are just there, and they are having children. No, there is no blessing in the marriage. No, there is no blessing. Somebody must hand over his daughter to you. Even if the person is there, dead, there is a nest of king. It's what it is. So when you come back and you realize that your, your, your foundation is faulty, you become careful the way you behave. Because something moving you, you can see that no, this thing is not normal. It's forces. Faulty foundation can affect your spiritual growth. You, it can affect your prayer life. Unless you force your way. That is why Jesus said the kingdom is preached and every man presses. There is a background you come from. If you are not strong, you will never be spiritual. That some of you have been a Christian for years, but you have never said the Lord told me. It means that God doesn't speak to you. You have never had one revelation in your life that I heard God, I descend, or God told me something is wrong. That's what it is. Forty foundations, sick foundations. It's not something that we are going to the archives to pull. It's close to you. Is there? You come from a background. The family men don't just love good women. They like caricature, cantankerous, antagonistic women. They like women that are treacherous. They would deal with them. That's what they like. If you marry them, you are humble. They don't like it. How did Ahab marry Jezebel? Sick foundation. Now look at this. Judah in Genesis chapter 49, Jacob is about to die. And after he blessed Ephraim Manasseh, he stood and leaned on a pro and said that, I am going to define your destiny. Jacob called his sons unto him and said, gather yourself together that I may tell you, give me the new living. I may tell what shall befall you in the last days. Now look at it. Look at it in the new living translation. This is Jacob. Jacob called together all his sons and said, gather around me and I will tell you what will happen to each of you in the days to come. It means I'm going to sit here, use my mouth to define your future. 
the man is saying that whatever I say, that is what is going to happen. He picked Reuben and cursed him. <laughs> I'm sure it is about look at the tribe of Ruby. The first one he called was Ruby. Huh? Huh? So he picked Ruby, put Reuben there, and he said, Come and listen. Ruby, verse 3, you are my firstborn, my strength. The child of my vigorous youth. You are first in rank and first in power. It means that you are the one that tests my potency. Watch this. Huh? But you are as unruly as a flower. And you will, you, you will be first. I don't even like the way. Look at the way the King James put it. The King James is very strong. Unstable as water, you will not say. It means, that is what he told you. And why? He gave the reason why he cursed him. Because thou went up into thy father's bed. Huh? Then defilest thou it and went into my coach. Come to the New Living Translation. We'll be on the bed as we'll be on the coach. But you are as ruly as a flower, and you will be first no longer, for you went to bed with my wife. So the father curses first, but because Reuben and more the women slept with his stepmother. Now listen, don't push yourself to make a mistake and you pay for it the rest of your life. No. I'm telling you. Hmm. Sometimes it's sweat before sweet. What do you mean by that? Stay away from people's husband. When you go to people's house, they'll give you some money. you buy iPhone 11. Which one is the latest one now? Oh, somebody that I'm behind. 13. Uh -huh. So you want iPhone 13. So you follow somebody so you buy it for you. But do you know the consequence? He cast Ruby straight. Now, do, do you know something? If you read the tribe of Ruby, it's very interesting. When, they were, when Israel was supposed to cross the, road, the Jordan to the, to the promised land, do you know the only tribe who didn't cross is the tribe of Ruby? Behind the Jordan, they go there and they say, we want to be, uh, we are sheep and this land is okay for us. Moses told them, you go and help your brothers to conquer the land and come back. So the tribe of Ruby stayed behind the Jordan. So they were still in the wilderness. One day they went to war and almost everybody in the tribe was dying. Moses looked at it and lifted his hand and prayed, Lord, let no Reuben die and let no his men be few. So Moses is the one that reversed the curse and repaired the wrong foundation. <laughs> Reuben. Now he came, came, came to verse number, is it five or seven that way? And he talked about one tribe called Judah. Wow, beautiful prophecy for Judah. Find it from your guest time. Judah. Yes, verse 8. Judah, your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck. All your relatives will bow before you. <laughs> All the blessings of the Bible is automatic. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its play. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness who dares to rouse him. Wow. Do you know the lioness? They can be dangerous than the lions themselves. Yeah. The scepter will not depart from Judah. Now he's giving him the symbol of authority. Not the ruler's staff. The ruler's staff. When your president is swelling inside that even no crown inside that you know. Uh -huh. Not the ruler's staff from his descendants until the coming of the one whom it belongs. The one whom all nations will honor. So you see, this is a beautiful prophetic word. I mean, somebody was scared. Somebody too was given a symbol of authority. But there were conditions. 
By the time he was writing the law, then he put it in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 2. The bastard shall not enter into the... So, you see, God put a cross there because all the blessings of God are not automatic. So, he said, even though I have given you the kingship, but if you mess around, uh, because to become a king, there must be conditions. You cannot just ascend. Even in the New Testament, there are, there are, there are requirements and standards to become a bishop and a deacon. Paul wrote it. He must be a man of one wife. He must not be given to alcohol. Huh? He must be the person who trained his household well. There are all the conditions. So God said that even though when we become a, a bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord to his term generation. If you go and commit, bastard means an illegitimate child. You sleep with your mother. You sleep with your sister. You sleep with your, your, your daughter-in-law. Then, even though the title is for you, you have affected 10 generations. Today you will repair something. The way you are sitting there looking at me, I say you will go back and repair something. In fact, the dear grow, don't joke with it. I've seen a lot of attitudes we put on. I realize that it's our background. There are so many attitudes we put on. It's our background. I'm telling you. There are even prophecies in the Bible. It's a prophetic word put in the spirit. But make sure that you will not be the one to fulfill it. Nathan prophesied to, I mean, pronounced judgment on David and said that you slept with somebody's daughter, somebody's wife, but somebody will sleep with your wife in the open. The prophecy landed on, on Absalom. Huh? There was a prophecy that huh, among the disciples of Jesus, somebody will go to his own place. Judas put his head in it. So this is the danger. There can be a woman walking with a curse on his head and you go and sleep with her. And until the German seminar didn't see a channel, there can be a man walking, somebody has cursed her, you go and have intimacy with her. So listen, sin is a reproach. Don't tell me we shouldn't preach what we are preaching. Preach. We have to preach it. Now watch this. This Judah guy that got this one, eh? his daughter-in-law, uh, Tama, <laughs> dressed like a prostitute, came to stand by the roadside. There are a lot of things today. How did the woman think that when he dressed like a prostitute? Huh? And he dressed. If a lady said that, I'm going to dress and stand by Pram Pram Johnson, I'll catch Pastor Abed. Will it work? None of the choristers will try that. Can you imagine you say, okay, this prophet and I'm going to catch him. So then he dress. Now, for a woman to dress like a prostitute and get you, you know he will get you. The girl is dealing with, man of God, the girl is dealing with his mother, his father-in-law. She knows that this one is the father of my husband. Two husbands, actually. The first husband died and he married the first, the, the first born, the, the one after the first born. That's the second born. So he knows the man very well. He has lived with them. He dressed like a prostitute and the thing worked. In fact, they say when Judah got him, he gave, him the, he gave it to her right by the roadside. So one last time started in the Bible. Go to verse number 10. Let me show you something. Go to verse 10. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord. Okay, come to verse 13. So this is the woman. He slept with Judas. And it was told Thomas saying, Behold, thy father in law go up to. Can't go New Living Translation. Remember my strong words. 
Someone told Tamar, look, your father-in-law is going up to Timna to share his sheep. Uh-huh. Tamar was aware that Sheila had grown up. But no arrangement has been made for her to come and marry him. So she changed out of her widow's clothing and covered herself with a veil to disguise herself. Then she sat by the, she sat beside the road at the entrance to the village of Enel, which is to the road to Timna. Go there. Judah noticed her and thought she was a prostitute. So the way he dressed, he looked like one of them. Since she had covered her face, wow, she stopped and <laughs> propositioned her. Let me have sex with you. He said, not realizing that she was her own daughter-in-law. Wow. How much will you pay to have sex with me? Tama asks, dangerous girl. I will sell you a young goat. I will send you a young goat from my flock. Do that promise. But what will you give me to guarantee that you will send the goat? The goat is not here, but give me a, a Okojilo events. Is it Koratra you call it? So this is Koratra. This is prostitution Koratra. <laughs> or, you don't, or you don't accept what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hallelujah. We'll send a goat and she asks. Now, listen. Some of you, when you are in church eh, and we talk about prostitution, you pretend like there, there are prostitutes who stand by the roadside. Yes. They are in another level. Yes. yes. There are even international prostitutes. Yes. They are high level where they deal with government and politicians. And there are the ones that you buy check-check uh, or uh, indomie and then you sleep with them. There are also ones in the church that wants to say, I love you. They are there. There are some of them when you say you love them and you have not slept with them for one week, they are shocked. They are there. There is another one that they work with the guys. The guys don't give them anything. Let me tell you. There are people who are living around. The prostitutes are far better than you. Because the prostitute, they charge you. Some of you go without the guy. The guy slept with you. You don't get anything. The only relationship we have with them is that they say, some of your former boyfriend, that's the relationship. You don't give them anything. They don't add anything. All they did was to destroy your destiny. That's all. They have sex with you. They broke your virginity. They slept with you. They didn't give you anything. There's another one after that one. The boys sleep with them and they pay the boy. No, there's some of you who are living like that. You are living like that. I mean, I mean, you just, you just want to, I don't know whether you just want to feel like you have a boyfriend. It doesn't make sense. You could see that the thing is an altar. The sad ones are some of you are going out to somebody. You know the person has a husband, but you sleep with the person. It means that even if you become pregnant, you know that you are a second wife. But you didn't consider those things. You didn't put anything into consideration. All things can shut your brain. You are not thinking well. Now, if you are going out with a single guy and accidentally you have sex and you become pregnant, something can happen. Maybe either you're forced to marry. But some of you went out to people's husbands. You saw them wearing ring, but you were sleeping with them. So you could see that you have a lot of prayer to pray. And there is another one. The way you live your life, it keeps repeating itself. 
Don't, don't blink your eye. I have today. I will, I will open up your box, and I will make sure you won't repeat it again. No, you just open up, and that's it. There are guys like that. Don't come to church and think that all the guys sitting here are holy. Some of the ones who mess around with them, they will mess with you. And some of you know what I'm talking about. They will tell you they will marry you. They will finish you. Agatha, God is sitting in heaven. Only he alone sees the things he sees. All kinds of things are happening. This generation wants to make sex like it's a normal thing. Now, 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 listen. Sit down, sit down so that I can see the other people. So sit down. No, it's not. If you go and have sex, sex is not, it's not my ideal. It's God's idea. He gave us the opportunity to have sex, but he put it in a contest. So God said the sex can only be accepted in the context of the married covenant. Outside that is extremely dangerous. A lot of your problems you are dealing with now is as a result of sex you had outside the context of the marriage. Most of our problem, that's it. Some of you don't even have attention to pray and to deal with it and to cry for mercy. Sex! This is a generation, every movie you watch, I am not trying to tell you about your past. I'm telling you about the things you keep repeating. Huh? Some of you that you think you are holy, no boy has come. If they come, you will throw your body, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your emotions on him. Thank God. The way my mind works. The way some of you can be in church. For three years, three years, four years, and still live in sin, and still come to church. Once a while, you are working with a guy. You go to strange in Adam Fufie, strange hotels, everywhere. His last come, he jump on you. But you still come to church. You belong to a group, and you still do it. It means your conscience is dying. Seared conscience. And if you notice it, your Christian life has never bounced back. You have to force your way out. Your spirituality is zero. Zero. I'm telling you, I am a spiritual man. If you undermine my spirituality, it will cost you too much. You can, you can be familiar and misbehave, but don't, don't take me for granted. I know God's more. I can look at people eh, and I can talk. Also, if somebody hangs around this ministry and it cannot be spiritual, you will never be spiritual again. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a ministry, it's a ministry with a military training ground. Yeah. That ground you for spirituality. You can't be spiritual. I'm telling you. Don't mess. Go back and correct it. Some of you must make a vow. I better die without marriage that messing with my destiny are you not tired all this hit and run hit and run here hit and run here hit and run here every man you open you should be able to tell a man who is making advances and say hey I'm not one of those ladies please I have a covenant with God no one sees my nakedness until he takes me to the altar heaven will be clapping for you
If you don't let me have sex with you, after all, we are going to get married. Let me have sex with you so that we marry. Who told you that? If you love me, why don't who says sex is love? We cannot love until no, there is no connection with sex. One day I'll teach you that. Sex is not our mindset of having sex as a man is different from your mindset. A man can sleep with you, doesn't mean he loves you. Never. It doesn't if I don't those who love you, they don't sleep with you. Hmm. Let me tell you something. The most expensive thing you have is that thing. Once you give it to a man, you are devalued. Completely. That's all. If a guy is going to marry, has not married you yet, and you give him sex, you are you are not valued. No. You are totally devalued. And most time, it might not even end the marriage. And when he married, the marriage there will be no much respect. This is a fact. It's hard, but you have to take it. This is to protect yourself. This is what it is. They will put pressure on you, make time for you, and then you do. Now, build defenses. Don't just be in a secluded place with a man and don't think you are strong. No. The way the men work is their mind. So, no, John, I didn't John, I dream with that. The way your own work is touching. And you have to know your state. That some of you know that you are you are you are weak emotionally. Because how do I know you are weak emotionally? Do you know when we are watching movie and they are treating somebody bad, you cry? It shows how weak you are emotionally. Maybe you should that. Me I don't cry. This guy promise. But what will you give me to guarantee that you will send me the gold? She asks. Now go go down. What kind of guarantee do you want? He replied. She answered. Leave your identification C. It's called and the walking stick you are carrying. And those, all their walking their name is on it. Huh? So Judah gave them to her. And he had intercourse with her. And she became pregnant. Now, no, 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 no. R- right there. There was one translation that said, at that spot. They watch here, watch here. I'm preaching. Go to the next verse. And he became what? Pregnant. <laughs> It means that pregnancy don't start after one month. Once you finish, has taking place. The eggs that has entered, they have entered. After one month is the manifestation, but the first day is what happens. That is why Chinese people count age from the conception. After she went back home, took off her veil, and put on a widow's clothes as usual. The point is simple. Agatha, how would a woman know that when he dress and stand by the rosa, he can trap a man? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is why I'm telling you that after you marry, don't play games with your former boyfriend. Because he knows you. Too much. And you see that those who marry as virgins, they are free from it. Yeah. I have dealt with that cases several times. I've given you one that took a picture naked and sent it to his former boyfriend in his matrimonial home. The marriage is broken. That is what it means. That the court, today, pray that every cord between you and your past will be cut off. 
Young dear crown, they are students, students, I'm great. Now, dear, and say, Students, students, and no entertainment, entertainment, Jimmy Samuel, and your past is gone, but it's not dead. It's don't forget this day, your our past is gone, but it's not dead. It is the grace of God and the blood of Jesus that covers it. Now, move yes to am not the past, you know, I could now let me show you this and close and then we pray. You see this guy Judah? Huh? Number one. This is the tribe Jesus appeared from. Jesus is called the son of David. This tribe. I want a David Freeba. On inside, he gave birth to twins. When the lady became pregnant, he gave birth to twins. And then from there. It means that David's father, who, who reduced her descendant, who will be to say Boaz, who will be to say Samuel, Sabusenu Mana, Rehab, Bathsheba, Tama, strange woman, and strange man. Now, I know who put It is this background David came from. The one who wrote one of the longest books in the Bible. A man who carried, she almost infringed on the Trinity and get away with it. She, he was a king. She was a prophet. He ate a priesthood food and survived it. So when David became a king, he didn't repair his background. There's a lot of questions about Evie's conception. Later he wrote, in sin did my mother conceive me. So theologians believe that Jabez's mother was not a missus. And the reason is two. One of the major reasons is that if his mother was the message as a last born, why is it that a prophet called and they left him in the bush? Because bush. Every woman here that knows that it's normal. It is what Sarah said. My son will not inherit the thing with that. He's the one who caused that thing. But later, she was called, she was calling Hagar son a bond woman. It means that she is free. So the way they didn't call David, the circumstance demand that his mother was not a missus. So later I wrote, he said, incended my, my mother conceived me. We don't know anything about David's mother. Now, come back. David, wow, didn't deal with it. The spirit that moved Judah to sleep with Tamar is the spirit that moved David to sleep with Bathsheba. Today, your rights are very strong. Hmm? And the reason I want you to pray is that it's lingering around your family. Yeah. Looking for a victim. Yeah. When he finished with David, he didn't move. He jumped on Ammon. Oh. And Ammon raped his sister Tamar. Cold blood. He raped her. He said he loved his sister that he was, so, he was sick. That if he doesn't get her. But because he's a spirit, the moment he finished raping her, the Bible says he hated her. That is why some of the boys, they slept with two and they didn't call you again. After the sex, they hate you. Do you remember? It was just once. They follow you ah, for three months and once they leave you. And there are some to the use like a toy. When they are ready and they feel they are last, then they come. If you are a young gay, be careful the way you like lift. 
it is where all the trouble starts. lift, lift. No, nice cars. Now until your time come. lift. If the lift is another girl, take it. And you be careful of uh, uh, you said it. They say that nowhere is safe. And let me tell you something here. Eh? I have also noticed another thing. There are families that when you bring a, a wrong man, your mother will accept. Oh, my himself, guy, no dinner chin on your papa, on your correct, or what you're but somehow bar or entertaining. I'm telling you, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there are things I have, I have insight for, and I preach it. David. When the spirit left the Lincoln and right, he jumped on Absalom. Absalom spread his father's <laughs> wives. Slept with them. Okay? And if you don't stop it, as the years go by, the spirit becomes desperate. By the time he got to Solomon, it was out of hand. The Bible says, and Solomon loved the Lord. Solomon died as a fetish priest. And so the blessing became vanity. Nobody's blessing will be authentic when you play it with women's waist. No womanizer can survive a generational blessing. Check it. I have seen a polygamy house when the time the person dies, fight. A polygamy house, brothers will take brothers to Juju and kill them. You don't serve God in your terms. You don't follow God anyhow you like. The Bible has principles to follow. Yeah. Now, me some enough emo to be a good Christian enough him. to be a good Christian and please God. It doesn't come by chibum. It doesn't come by domido and trophy. You have to pay price. You must say no to some things. You must resist evil. You must live a life that pleases God. Hey. All things will be permissible. Not all of them will benefit you. So some things you draw yourself out. No. You may deny it today. It will save your glorious future. And so how many of you here will thank God? The way God has buried your past. But say sorry. No, there are people you see. There are also there are people walking around in church. And when you see them, the glory, the splendor, God's enunyam. I say, Nyame koso oko makaibsa. Some of you, even in your sanctification, you know you are dangerous. 
telling you. You know. It's in a girl's view of her. There are some ladies when they see some girls, they laugh. I'm sure now you're most type of you're not sure. I'm a makai. Now walk out with me. Now be with me. Let me tell you something. Yeah. The difference between me and this guy is simple. Huh? I have been where he is, but he has never been where I am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't worry. But my dear friend, by prayer and God fearing, Bible reading, Nakachera, they say, Bwame. 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 If you are a virgin, maintain it. Man. Pay the price. Pay it. It will help you. Amen. It is not a guarantee for a successful marriage, but it will deliver you from many demonic things. One of the things that make me know that Jesus' blood is powerful is the way the Bible talks about the two shall be one is a mystery. I heard a Nigerian preacher say, anybody you sleep with, his part is in you. I say, wow. <laughs> so one day, I had Archbishop did an example eh? and I even repeated this year. Archbishop said, come. Gina was a young girl. And before he married, Gina, for example, married Pastor Elijah. But Gina's former boyfriends are Peter. Huh? Peter, go Gina, Gina, former boyfriend. When Peter, this guy was secondary school, form five. Then A level. University level 100 to 200. Hey, you have to know how you follow. This is a, a secondary. You are A and A level. Yeah. Yeah. So this one actually broke the virginity. You come here. This guy. National service. Yeah. Then after that, she became born again and came to marry Pastor Elijah. Reverend Dr. Bishop Elijah. Yes. Even me, I'm not Reverend yet. But Bishop, watch this. This lady is Reverend Mrs. Now, oh, I won't say now. No, be beautiful. These people are interfering. Into, listen. This girl, eh, seek cannot be prayerless. Sustaining a good marriage, she cannot be prayerless. You don't behave as if you are doing somebody a favor because the interference are too much. This one is in here. This one is in here. This one is, I'm not the one saying. The Bible says anyone that sleeps with prostitute is one with the prostitute. These are biblical things. I'm not saying God is going to hold it against you, but the devil can use it. And the only way you stop it is spirituality. Yeah. 
to be spiritually minded is life and to be kind so she cannot sit down and she, some of the things that we go through some of the things are is interference now watch this it is possible one of these guys used juju to get her that is another angle because there are men walking around with rings and things from a courtly background and they use it to trap young girls So that means that it's not just having sex, but you're also placed on an altar. Because wherever he went, he's supposed to have sex with different women at a certain time. And the name will be through me. So you see, she's married, but all these are interfering. And so don't... My boss, sorry. What is it about family life prayer time? You need a lot of prayer. Yeah. All these things can leave you. But between now and the time they all depart from you, you must be spiritual. You must have paid a price. And you must have stood very strong. Now listen, I have seen a case where this girl divorced this one and come and marry back one of these people. Mm. You see, you see, you may think that Uboofu and I say baby, but you are under manipulation. Yeah. Police, some things are interfering very strong. And you play games. We took America. New Yorker. And so train who free or cry. He can't be your friend. Yeah. No. Yeah. This guy can't do it. In fact, listen, there are people there, eh, you don't take their phone number. No. There are people in life, you it's called spiritual ayaka. You have to stay completely away from them. Because you and them went very deep. Don't worry, I'm not going to mention your name. I'm not going to. Don't let your heart beat. I'm not going to pick you. I'm just preaching the word. My preaching is a prophecy. As I'm, as I'm, I'm prophesying to somebody. And this girl cannot walk around, be careless, and be walking around. Hey, Jake Gideon, I to say, it's where are you? Are you married now? Hey. You are looking good. Then you start. That's how the conversation starts. Well, so, so, where are you? What are you doing now? Then you say, hey, you are married. Hey, I see. Wow. Hey, the guy is lucky. Anyway. Hey, but what is it? I hope you are, you are still like the what I know. Me. When I became born again, I became born again. I have a problem with those who have become born again. You are messing around. Stay in the church. When I became born again, I became born again. Yes. But who am I not and I stood for God. Yes. Stand for God. Amen. May the Lord deliver you from their crutches. Amen. Shai. Madame Fusika, you say, Papa, I say, preaching. I say, 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 I say,
or see me you and my family say, hey, I hear my saying. I call on the check in the call. Or see me down, I come up, say, pine, 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 pine. They can let you sign a check before you remember the figures. You are de- today repair every 40 foundation. Sick foundation, bombire. Three prayer points. Lord, don't let me fight my mother's battles. Don't let me fight my father's battles. And don't deceive yourself that when you marry a pastor, you are free. You better be spiritual. It can be rather complicated. The higher you go, the hotter it becomes. No, the kind of battle I'm facing is not the kind of battle your husband is facing. No, don't ever. You can enjoy some fame and something, but it's, it's a, another dimension. So the way you are bumping, I mean, so far, I mean, problem, you have a chat. What about the problem? A triple. Just tell God to lead you and help you. And I, I'm telling you, ask the Lord to help you. Today, any faulty foundation, the women that are trying to live a holy, spiritual, sanctified life, it is not easy. Hey, you have to reject guys. You have to stand. So the temptations are very, 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 very serious. Serious. Some of them have moved from analog to digital. Yeah. Hallelujah. What do you do as a pastor when some ladies come to the church and their aim is to sleep with you? No, a lot of, there was a pastor story ahead. The, the, the three ladies, they, they were sent to sleep with the pastor. And one became his secretary. The second one served him water. Wow. And the third one was his PA. And he said, go so, go so, go so. On Bible. Lift up your holy hands. Say, Father. As I lift my voice in prayer, as I lift my voice in prayer, every faulty foundation, every faulty, every sick foundation, in my background, I engage the blood, I engage the soul, I reverse the irreversible, break the God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.